If they see that bite mark, they won't think it through. They'll just shoot you. Rule three, you do what I say when I say it. We clear? Yes. Repeat it. What you say goes. For the past few weeks, millions of people have spent their weekend evenings glued to The Last of Us on HBO. The next episode premieres tonight. I've actually watched every single TV and film adaptation of any video game ever. Gene Park reports on video games for The Post. The Last of Us is uh, easily the most faithful adaptation in terms of how much it hews closely to the game's script and what happens in the game. No other video game, TV, or film adaptation does anything that one-to-one than the HBO's uh, latest does. As a TV show, The Last of Us has won critical acclaim, and critics and viewers have praised the performances of the lead actors Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, along with the show's story. But while a lot of people are hearing about The Last of Us for the first time as a TV show, Gene has been in love with the story since it was first released as a video game almost 10 years ago. The real trick of The Last of Us is that it makes you think it's a zombie show and it's actually a very, very emotional and melodramatic drama. From the newsroom of The Washington Post, this is Post Reports. It's Friday, February 10th. I'm Kim Belware. Today, how The Last of Us went from PlayStation to HBO and how its success is changing the cultural landscape around video games. What is the general premise of The Last of Us video game? The Last of Us, at its basis level, is a third-person action-adventure game uh, released for the PlayStation 3 back in 2013. It follows the story of Joel, who is trying to survive a post-pandemic apocalypse. You're going to lean right into that stock because it is going to kick a hell of a lot more than any baby rifle. Grab it right there. Just tug it. Here you go. As soon as you fire, you're going to want to get another round in there quick. And he runs into a girl named Ellie. Okay, it's time to lighten the mood. I tried to catch some fog earlier. I missed. (laughs) This whole story revolves around Joel who suffered a very traumatic loss of his daughter early in the pandemic, uh, now having to bring this girl across America to a hospital where they could possibly engineer a vaccine. And it's basically a road trip movie that's very dark and very sad and very touching as you see the walls of both of these folks uh, come down and they start to grow on each other. I'm sorry about your daughter, Joel, but I have lost people too. You have no idea what loss is. Everyone I have cared for has either died or left me. Everyone except for you. So don't tell me that I would be safer with someone else because the truth is I would just be more scared. Really, the game isn't so much about the zombie apocalypse as it is about uh, what these two mean to each other and the consequences of what that relationship means to themselves and to the rest of the world. Okay, so in 2013, when it came out on PlayStation, what did you think of the game at the time? I thought it was groundbreaking. It was really the first kind of video game that really not only attempted to match prestige television, but was able to pretty much match it. The presentation, the acting, all of it was very top-notch, and it's why... Even back then, many people said this is like an HBO prestige television show. So it seems to come full circle for the creators 
that they're now basically creating an HBO prestige television show out of a game that felt like it. Gene, the show's third episode features Nick Offerman as a character named Bill, and that really left an impression on a lot of viewers. I'm wondering if that's another plotline taken straight from the game. Playing the game is interesting in that you are always in the perspective of Joel, for the most part. The TV show differs in that they were able to push the perspective away from Joel, uh, Pedro Pascal's character, and focus it on the story of Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank are these two gay lovers in the middle of a pandemic, uh, post-apocalypse. Bill is a doomsday prepper, and he's very conservative-coded. He loves his guns. He loves his trucks. He's very mistrustful of the government as he was basically preparing for this doomsday scenario. You live in a psycho bunker where 9-11 was an inside job and, and the government are all Nazis. The government are all Nazis! Well, yeah. And he stumbles upon Frank, or rather Frank stumbles upon him. Frank is this very nurturing survivor who is coming from Baltimore, and Baltimore has been completely ransacked by, by monsters. Here's the thing, Frank. If I feed you, then every bum you talk to about it is going to show up here looking for a free lunch. And this is not an Arby's. Well, Arby's didn't have free lunch. It was a restaurant. What's interesting about episode three and the Bill and Frank episode is that there was really only one zombie uh, in the entire episode. So it kind of goes back to what the creator Neil Druckmann said. There's very few zombies in our zombie show. And that's the point. The whole point of the show is to really, really focus on the relationships of the characters and what these characters mean to each other and what that could mean for us too. So for someone like me who has watched the show, would you recommend fans of the show also play the game? Absolutely. I actually watched the whole season and played the game at the same time. But it was an interesting experience to be able to compare notes between the show and the game. And one, to see how much of it was a one-to-one recreation of the game. But also, two, to see what they were able to do with the TV medium that they couldn't do with the game's medium. Again, being able to change perspectives so you can kind of broaden the world a little bit more than what you saw through the game. After the break, I ask Gene about the state of the video game industry and why it seems to be having a cultural moment right now. We'll be right back. I'm Hannah Rosen, host of Radio Atlantic. Wait, really? Every week, we talk to Atlantic writers or other creative thinkers, and we take one idea and we road test it. Maybe what I'm asking is, is the problem them or us? Sometimes I change my mind about things. That's such a good point. I never thought of that. Maybe you will, too. Or at least you might see something differently. Ooh, that's fabulous. Radio Atlantic. New episodes every Thursday. Given the reception that the show has had from fans of the game, you know, you hear with... uh, adaptations, especially based on comic books, but sometimes, you know, books or or other pre-existing works, not everybody loves that adaptation. So is it rare for a video game adaptation to receive high praise from gamers and critics alike? Absolutely rare. And if anything, I don't think I've ever seen this before, ever. Probably the closest thing would be the Sonic the Hedgehog movies that came out in in the recent years. And people like to discount those movies because they're children's movies, but... 
again, those movies did very well in, in the commercial box office. And critically, it wasn't blasted. It was actually pretty fairly well received, especially if you uh, view it from the lens as a children's movie. And the fans love it too. The fans absolutely adore the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. So other than that, there hasn't really been a video game adaptation other than anime adaptations, especially Netflix has done a really good job most recently with Arcane, uh, the League of Legends uh, franchise, as well as Castlevania, which came out in 2017, written by Warren Ellis. Those two are probably universally praised as well. But other than that, there hasn't really been a live-action adaptation that has been well-received by critics and fans at the same time as much as this. So the creator of both the show and the game, Neil Druckmann, he said that he was intentional about deviating from the game. And you had a chance to interview him last month. What did he tell you about how he chose what to change and what to keep similar? Uh, one thing that was interesting he said is that, you know, the game came out in 2013 and it's about a pandemic. Uh, this show is now coming out in 2023 and we've all very recently uh, experienced a pandemic. So acknowledging that reality and the audience's wisdom on how pandemics work kind of changed how they tell that story. In the game, the virus was able to spread through spores that are spread throughout the air, and the characters are having to wear masks. So the tainted food all hits the store shelves around the same time Thursday. People bought it, ate some Thursday night or Friday morning. Day goes on. They started to get sick. Afternoon, evening, they got worse. And they started biting. Friday night, September 26, 2003. By Monday, everything was gone. Now that we're all very masks, uh, we're veterans of wearing masks, I think the viewer would be a little bit more wary about how how much spores would actually be able to seep into our masks and uh, how realistically people would not be able to get infected wearing masks. So that was one thing. They really limited to getting bitten or getting infected in some other means. So Gene, let's step back a little bit and talk about the video game industry at large. How does this video game industry compare to, say, something like the movies or the television industry? Well, it's a common talking point among uh, gaming analysts and game critics that the video game industry is much larger than the TV and film industry. And it's been that way for a few years. It's why there's so much passion from Hollywood to chase the video game trend. You know, it's not only very untapped, but the way they tell the stories are so different. And that's why, again, that's so hard for video games to translate into a more linear format like TV or film. With The Last of Us, the audience participation also includes relating to the characters. It's why Hollywood and other forms of media are looking at video games, because the video game industry is so large and it's only growing. So what do you attribute to this popularity? Because video games have been around for decades. So why are they really just having this moment now? I think video games are now multi-generational uh, activity. Uh, you know, I'm 41 years old and I was playing video games since I've been six years old. And there are people older than me that have been playing video games before that. And people my age also have children and they're passing video games on. And video games have not stopped being fun. If, if anything, they've actually been even more entertaining, more engaging. But also, video games encompass every media. You know, they're... 
they can tell a story like a TV or, or film. They can also tell a story like a book uh, in terms of how much detail they're uh, providing. They can tell a story like a Broadway musical. Um, and they can tell a story through music. Um, so it really, really does encompass all types of media, audio, visual, text, uh, music. And I think that's why it continues to grow because you just never get bored of it, especially in terms of like some of it's even tactile. You know, the PlayStation 5 lets you like feel like the strength of pulling a, a bow, you know. Um, so some of that is even goes into feel. Um, so it really just engages all your senses in ways that no other types of media can. So now, Gene, recommendation time. Let me ask, if I'm someone who has seen The Last of Us and I want to get into video games, where do I start? I would probably just start with, you know, the PlayStation brands because PlayStation Studios have really, really honed in on that kind of storytelling. The Last of Us, again, was groundbreaking, but it also helped set a foundation for how PlayStation would tell its stories. So the next brand from PlayStation that's, that will probably be anticipated is the God of War series. And the God of War series, again, became a story about family, about relationships. And I believe Amazon is going to be uh, producing that TV show. But you don't have to wait for that TV show. You can just play the God of War games right now and you can get very, very compelling drama. So I, I do think that if you stick with a PlayStation, a PS4 or a PS5, if you can find it, that would probably be the closest thing to sticking with the kind of stories that you want to see if you really, really enjoy The Last of Us. In addition to The God of War, are there any more video game adaptations or games themselves that should be on our radar? What else are you looking forward to? The next big product that will come out of this video game adaptation fusion would be the Super Mario movie coming out April by Illumination Studios. And that's starring Chris Pratt and Jack Black. And it's an animated movie. But you can bet that that movie is going to make well over a billion dollars in the box office. It's going to be massive because if there's any character that could rival the popularity of a Spider-Man or even a Mickey Mouse, it would be Super Mario. Gene, thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. Gene Park is a reporter for The Post covering video games and gaming culture. Today's show was produced by Arjun Singh with help from Lucas Trevor and Sabby Robinson. It was edited by Lucy Perkins and mixed by Sean Carter. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Our team includes Maggie Penman, Rena Flores, Ted Muldoon, Martine Powers, Elahe Zadi, Lucy Perkins, Eliza Dennis, Alana Gordon, Ariel Plotnik, Arjun Singh, Jordan Marie Smith, Renny Svernovsky, Sabi Robinson, Emma Talkoff, Sean Carter, and Renita Jablonski. I'm Kim Belware. We'll be back on Monday with more stories from The Washington Post. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen.